sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Rise and shine, sports investors. It is another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thursday, November 19th. Let's cock-a-doodle do it. This is the early line giving you the edge on the grid. I'm Dane Martinez, and as always, I got my main man, Kevin Walsh, burning the candle at both ends, trying to give you all the information you need to make it a profitable day. And we'll try to put the fun and functional sports content at the same time. And, Kev, we had the NBA draft last night. Kids were Balling on their mama's shoulders, putting on hats that don't fit over dreads, trying to figure out the virtual idea of, you know, looking at the commissioner instead of hugging him and answering questions from Malika Andrews. Mwah is all I have to say about that. But there was a lot of moving and shaking, you know, it was so interesting. Like, oh, this pick is not really being made by Minnesota. It's going to Detroit. This pick is not really Oklahoma City. It's going to the Knicks, right? And so it was tough to keep up, but I want to ask you overall, and we will get into kind of some of the names, some of the trades, the winners, the losers, where we go from here in the NBA. But, you know, when we had the NFL draft right in April, we were like, they did it pretty cool. It worked out. Like on the whole, how did you feel the NBA draft went off? I mean, all in all, we were obviously doing our coverage on the grid. So, I mean, from production value, from what they were putting on the television, I I didn't see a lot of that. It didn't hit me, though, until yesterday. I'm like, oh, that's right. We're not... We're not walking a stage. It's all the virtual right. stuff again. Like I, I had completely forgot that that's you know that that's what we were doing. I'll just say from a it is it is so confusing that while Woj is on television and they're breaking down mm. pick you know fifteen as he's now reported right. who is going eighteenth in the draft. I'm like guys, what exactly are we doing here? Like <laughs> what do you want me to follow along? The one thing is Woj did not report trades till very deep in the night. And that was a big surprise to me. I told you, Mm. I was floored that there was not movement within the first two selections. Right. I just, I guess all of these teams that went for these smoke screens, we're doing this, we're doing this. Mm. And I was like, no, you're not. You're not. Pick. Right. We'll we'll talk when we're up. Pick. And it, it was just so interesting to kind of watch that play out like every draft you do winners and losers and one of the losers of the night was pure chaos we didn't get it we didn't get it you know and i think that's a good point kev but you know what part of me feels like that's a familiar part of the debrief Right? Like, just remember, like, in the NFL trade deadline, right? Oh, Will Fuller is going to move to Green Bay, right? Or in the Major League Baseball trade deadline or in the NFL draft. We we hear about this stuff all the time. And I think part of it is in our nature, right? Like, when we go in the trade machine on NBA 2K or when we play fantasy sports and we're so like to move pieces around, right? Or we all want to play GM and build super teams and say, oh, it's so easy to just be like, yeah, we'll do this and you give me this. And... It doesn't really happen. 
happen that way. You know what I mean? And I think uh, we talked about a little bit off air, like we have to really have a stronger filter, I think, for context, for time and space, for the idea of distractions or poisoning the well out there, right? And take some of these reports with a grain of salt. But I will say this, people nailed who the first three picks would be. As we welcome in our radio audience from around the country, around the globe, we thank you for getting up on the grid with us bright and early in the morning. So many ways to watch and listen to us. We thank you for spending uh, the morning with us. You know what I mean, though, Kev, right? Like the top three, though, we didn't know the order. You know, there were times when LaMelo was the favorite, times where Anthony Edwards was the favorite, times when we thought the team at one, the team at two, we're going to make trades, right? Do they need a big? Will they get a guard? Will they trade for a veteran? But the top three picks you know, sequence be damned, were the right three names, right? Anthony Edwards mm-hmm. goes number one to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Then Golden State, uh, who, by the way, had changing fortunes yesterday, and we'll get into that as well. They picked mm-hmm. the 7-1 kid out of Memphis, James Wiseman, number two. And then Michael Jordan and the Charlotte Hornets decide to pull the trigger on LaMelo Ball. I can't wait one day because now you know for charity, LaVar's going to play Michael one-on-one at some point. What do you think about the top three picks? Did they, in essence, get it right? Well, they were the top three guys. I strong. I mean, they were the top three guys from perception-wise. I just Each of these teams not taking LaMelo Ball was somewhat mm-hmm. surprising to me. So... Anthony Edwards eventually climbed into a monstrous favorite. At number one, it all seemed inevitable. Wiseman was somehow a bigger favorite to go two than Anthony Edwards was to go right. one. It's like, we don't know who's going one. We know Wiseman's going two. Was that because and they then, thought the fit? Like, we knew that he needed the big in Golden State. We know they had the Splash Brothers. We know they have Wiggins yeah. and Green. It was clearly the fit to get the big, right? I mean, I, I guess so. Here's what went wild, though. Right before the draft, LaMelo yeah. Ball hops on Instagram Live. He's like, two, two, two. Ah, ah. And everyone was like, oh, it's happening. You compare that or compound it with uh, a, you know, a report from a more low-level reporter saying the Knicks and the Warriors are talking about the second pick. LaMelo Ball went to minus 170 to be the second overall choice. And you right. mentioned, you know, the, the news that the Warriors got. And in the moment, I went, yup, because they're a smart franchise. They're going to take the best mm. talent on the board. They've been doing smoke screens. What was smoke screen one? They don't want LaMelo. And we circle back. And that's not how it played out. But again, for yeah. that moment... I was like, yep. It's yeah, but now we're treating even Instagram Live and the colors of people's suits as things to read. We'll talk more coming after this. Racing the cl- sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line. Dane and Kevin giving you the edge on Sports Grid. Okay, Kev, you know, we talked about kind of the big three, and these are names we've been hearing about, you know, for the last few weeks and for some months and, you know, on the radar for some for a very long time. But, you know, there was 
big news. We talk about what's a smoke screen, what's not. Yeah. There was big news, like hours before the draft, right? And no, it was not a picture with one of these kids ripping bong hits. No, it was not uh, former tweets of these kids from five years ago. It was the fact that, you know, all-star guard for the team who picked number two, the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson, suffered uh, at first what was just called a, um, a lower leg injury. Right. And, yeah. and then you got the word that like, oh, the uncertainty, the, the seriousness of this was uncertain. And anytime you hear vague reports of that, it sounded bad. They were saying he was going for future tests. And then as the evening wore on, you, you know, more and more people were saying that it was a lower leg, like it wasn't the knee. People were starting to think, oh, my goodness, is it an Achilles? And as the news went on, we now even got to points where, you know, people, we trust are, are are stopping short of reporting it but are you know telling everybody the the big time fear uh around golden state is that clay suffered another serious injury possibly right. to his achilles not the leg of the acl the other one and an achilles injury to the point where some people thought it may have changed the warriors thinking last night ultimately i don't think it did because they get the big in wiseman that was probably mm -hmm. their plan the entire time but Kev, I mean, remember when the odds came out, like everyone was looking at the Warriors, steaming the Warriors. The reason was because they would have their healthy Splash Brothers back and on a revenge tour. Um, it sounds like Clay may be down for a while. Yeah, this is so unfortunate, man. No matter who you are, whether you're a Warriors fan, a Knicks fan, a Rockets fan, it doesn't sure. matter. You don't want to see this. We just lost the whole year of Clay Thompson. I mean, Clay Thompson, over the last half decade, been one of the most important players in the league. In the finals every him, single Kev. season, right? In the finals right. every single year. And mm -hmm. he got injured in that finals against the Toronto Raptors. And at that moment, it was heartbreaking. And we went into last year's season where it was going to be Steph and Draymond and a bunch of guys. And we're like, all right, this is cool. We'll see how it works out. And Steph goes down. It was a lost season. That's how this team ends up selecting two overall right. in this draft. And now we're gearing up for a season where the Warriors are supposed to be playing on Christmas against the Lakers. Right, right, right. I mean, like, because the Warriors oh, yeah, are supposed prime to be time. You know, the Warriors. that yeah. team again. Yeah, And we can't even get opening night tip-off. It changes a lot. I mean, from the Warriors now, look, Draymond, we know Steph is one. I don't know what to expect from Draymond, okay? I don't. Wiggins? Because last year was so weird. It's now Wiggins and Wiseman as option two on this right. team. One of those right. two guys will be the second in field goal attempts for this team. The other's going to be third. That's a shift. And the big worry for the Warriors is exactly what happened last year. Steph does have an injury history. The reason why the Warriors mm -hmm. ultimately had Kevin Durant was because of Steph's injury history. The okay? And they were able to get right? him because yeah, yeah, yeah. they were able to get Steph on a discount all those years ago. That's why I feel mm. like Steph came out of nowhere because his ankles were always hurt. And he never right. – now, the stuff last year was a wrist, a bit more fluky, no doubt about it. But he is somebody who has an injury history. So now with the Golden State Warriors, a team that was the third choice in the futures market when you're talking about the Western yeah. Conference, they still sit at that number. 
maybe it's because there's nobody else that's truly inspiring confidence to leapfrog them. But with an MRI result that we expect to hear back today on, if they confirm the worst, I would be somewhat surprised if this team was not dropped down even further in that futures market. No, I think, you know, obviously, I think what it is is they're not moving it because it's not official yet, right? We Mm -hmm. could. We all think, uh, you know, let's talk about the elephant in the room, right? We all think ultimately what we will hear in the next 24 hours, unfortunately, is that Clay Thompson has torn his Achilles and is done for the year, right? But I guess they can't move that number because that is still at this moment, Kev, at least officially an assumption, right? They could come back and be like, yeah, maybe he's out two months, right? And then you don't move the number like that, you know what I mean, Kev? So I think they're just waiting for official news. But consider me a clay guy, Kev, you know, because early in the dynasty also, there were questions about Steph Curry and the, the size of the dog in Steph Curry and the idea to close. If you remember, I think in Oklahoma City, right, in a big time final, Western Conference Finals, it was clay. Same. I think in like game six that went off for mm-hmm. like 25 points in a quarter, right? And all those times when the Golden State Warriors were almost going to like give it up and shrink, it was clay who could be depended on, right? And so I've always kind of been a Clay guy feeling like Steph Curry is like the radio single on the album and Clay is that, you know, good track that everybody respects and knows is a banger um, Mm -hmm. in that team. And so I agree with you. Um, Tough to see. And just a lot of people around the league love and respect Clay. And so just, you know, bad to see, let's say, right? But the draft did go on, Kev. Talk to me, say, about, like, the rest of the top ten. After LaMelo, mm-hmm. there were names that the public may not know as much. Patrick Williams goes for Okoro, Killian Hayes out of France, the kid out of Israel. And then the Naismith Player of the Year, Obi Toppin, gets yeah. to play at home in the garden. And, uh... He seemed to uh, be happy about it. He seemed to have some emotions about it, Kev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's crying. Maybe he was sad. No, he, he obviously was was overwhelmed. You know, this top. It's funny. The top three, right? We're like, yep, knew exactly what we were doing. And then, and then Patrick some, Williams yeah. went off the board. Now there were some rumors and some juice to this. Where we were like, oh wow, he really went. And then the Cavs were supposed to trade with the Knicks because the Knicks made this trade in the morning to go get Obi Toppin at five. And the Knicks were like, make the pick. We dare you. I was like, oh, they called their bluff. And they did. And then they took Isaac Okoro. This was supposed to be Obi or Denny. And and the Cavs were like, ah, oh, fine, whatever. We take Okoro. And then the Hawks are there. Team trade out. Somebody come up. Who wants Obi? Who wants Denny? Halliburton, anyone? And they're like, nope. We're taking on Yaka. And it's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're just training for Clint Capella. I know he never played for you guys. What's going on here? But I love Onyeka, so I can't be too mad about it. And then the Pistons apparently had option A, be Pat Williams, and option B was Killian Haynes. Wish that didn't happen. We had over eight and a half. It was either, it was seven or it was going to be like 15 for this kid. Went seventh. The Detroit Pistons had a bunch of picks in this draft. How much juice there is on Killian Haynes? We'll see. Tenth was Jalen Smith. He went ten spots earlier than anybody expected. That's just what the Phoenix Suns do. Oh, they just they get a lottery pick. They take guys that no one sees going inside the lottery. Obi Toppin and Denny Avija. Obi Toppin and Denny Avija. Eight and nine. These yeah. are two guys that you know. It's not going to be four or five, extent. right? 
That's the thing. It's not going to be to the extent that LaMelo and Anthony Edwards will probably follow along with one another, but these guys were supposed to go back-to-back, as you mentioned, though, at 4-5. They go at 8-9. And it'll be interesting to kind of watch their trajectories. Obi is the finished product, if you will. Of course, look, he's 22. He can get better. But the allure with Obi is, well, I know what I'm getting. Right? He can contribute right now. He'll exactly. contribute to the Knicks Denny, in what? In like six weeks, he will. <laughs> yes, he will like maybe be the leading scorer on the Knicks. Denny is a project. Oddly enough, the Knicks are a team that's more so like, listen, we're looking to just get better and grow. Where the Wizards are like, we got John Wall and Bradley Beal, and we're ready to hit the ground running. And it's like, Denny of Egypt, let's make this, let, let's make this pop. Of all of these picks outside of the top three, I do like what the Knicks did with Obi Toppin. I really do. They're, listen, we are dealing with a draft that you can't find a respected draft analyst to say they like. So let me just take the kid I know. Okay, now there are some other guys down the board that I would have preferred, all right? A Tyrese Maxey, Halliburton. a Halliburton. Halliburton. Yes, those. but that's me. All right. At the end of the day, I can't get mad at an Obi Toppin pick yeah. because he will contribute for this team. Yeah, absolutely. And as we close out the top 10, one thing I'll say, if you followed the candle burner, one of the things he mentioned was that there would be more than four freshmen in the top 10. And talk about something you did not have to sweat at all. We cashed that one pretty early. That's why you listen to my man, the candle burner. When we come back, we'll talk about the rest of the first round here, what we like, what moves were made, and where do we go from here in the NBA. But up first is a sports grade news update. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the edge on SportsGrid. Big shout-out to all of our affiliates as well. So many ways to get on the grid, and we appreciate you doing so bright and early in the morning as we look back here on the NBA Draft, Dane Martinez and Kevin Walsh. Kev, I'm with you. Right, like I'm happy. I like Ob Toppin. I think he's going to try to represent for the city. I've heard early comparisons to Amari Stoudemire. Any kid that grows like five, six inches in between and then is able to realize his game above the rim, I'm with. Right? Then mm-hmm. they even showed stats last night about Ob's uh, field goal percentage. Right? Yeah. Uh, among players of the year, and it's up there, literally, like Zion and like Bill Walton and stuff. Right? So I'm all about it. I think he can do well. My question is, was it the need? Right? You got Julius Randle. You got a bunch of other forwards there for <laughs> the Knicks. But I was thinking, if anything, yeah. they may go with one of these lead guards. And there were some still out there. And then they kind of went off the board, Kev, you know, between 10 and 20. I'm talking about guys like Tyrese Halliburton out of Iowa State, who gets picked 12th to the Kings. Guys like Kira Lewis out of Alabama, who's a blur speed-wise, right, and got mm-hmm. picked 13 to start feeding Zion Williamson and be a part of that and then Cole Anthony even goes right a guy who if you ask me I don't know nine months ago I thought may have been a lottery pick or a top five pick even he goes remember he battled injury a lot he goes to I believe the Orlando Magic at 15 Mm -hmm. what do you think about either these point guards or some of the other dudes that were selected kind of in that middle of the first round 
So I think all three of those guards lead to a secondary interesting question. Halliburton is there. There's probably some De'Aaron Fox insurance. He's the next guy that we're going to have rumors about wanting out. Yesterday Mm -hmm. we started some Miami Heat rumors. and uh, Mm -hmm. Him and Bamadabayo and Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky. Yeah, we get it. Right. You could see the the same thing in the Pelicans about maybe. Right. So having Halliburton there makes sense. I know they got a great player. Like, I was like, I don't know what the Kings are doing making a good pick. It was very, very confusing. It's what they did at 12. Kira Lewis, listen, see, this is why someone like me, like, we can't, this is why you can't have nice things. I don't care about this anymore. Instantly, I'm like, oh, all right, what are we doing with Lonzo? Who wants to trade for Lonzo? Right, like, right, right. I'm just, I like, Eric Bledsoe's there. George Hill probably gets moved. But you just drafted this kid at 13. What are we doing? Is Lonzo long for the Pelicans? I'm starting to doubt it. Uh, I would not be surprised. Now, I don't know if MJ would want this, but I know LeVar would to get those oh. two together into the same into the same spot. And I, the one thing that the I do want is would Lonzo take less to play with LaMelo? I know people are like, what are we doing? Like, we're getting far out ahead of ourselves, but... It's something that I do wonder a little bit here. And it's just something to keep tabs on how much, as we enter free agency and trades might be increasing, could Lonzo be had. And then as Cole Anthony, look, you bring up a great point. You would have told me a year ago that this kid goes 15. Like, what the heck happened? You told me last night he goes 15. Same same comment, except how did he go so high? Like, there was more people that thought this kid would go 25 than 15. Clearly, the Orlando Magic liked the player. I'll tell you, as much as I had positions that would have preferred him to go later in the draft, I can't be mad at the pick because Markel Fultz as a two-guard score-first player certainly makes it sense. Now, Cole Anthony is the same thing, except he's just smaller, so he's a one-guard. But the Orlando Magic, okay, one year had to put up our top assist man. It was like Shelvin Mack, like 2.5 assists per game. It's embarrassing. Just keep hmm. swinging for point guards. Okay, Orlando Magic, I've got no problem. All right, fair enough. You know, one thing, and then once we got to that point of the draft, Kev, it was hard for me to keep up. It seemed like no pick was being made by the team that would actually keep him. I don't know if you saw this, okay? At one point, um, because it was on like the telecast, right? At one point, I believe it may have been like the RJ Hampton pick or something. Literally, like the kid's father or uncle takes one of the hats and throws it yeah, away because yeah, yeah. he didn't realize like that wasn't the right team. And I guess maybe he was pissed off on the real landing spot that the kid was really gonna go to. But it was fast and furious, and I was like, Oh, that's a bad look. And then the uncle like sits down on the couch and is pouting. It was wild to see yeah. some of the family reactions, whether it's a pouting uncle or a little cousin who wants to get some screen time and start waving behind, and that was cool and all. But help me with some of these trades. You know, it was fast and furious. I don't even know where the dust settles and everyone lands. Were there any of those moves that really, um, you know, uh, rated on your radar or struck you more than others? So I think the 19th pick really does perfectly capture what you're referring. On the graphic, because ESPN basically couldn't acknowledge the trades that their own reporters were making, says Brooklyn Nets. They're interviewing Steve Nash. The Nets traded the pick to the Clippers, who then traded the pick to the Pistons. It's like, hey, guys, 
I'm confused what's actually happening. Now, at the end of the day, the Pistons get Sadiq Bay at 19. I like it. I'm cool. What's more important, though, is the Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets are making trades. And that's yep. where it's like, whoa, you two think you're going to win the title this year. What's everybody thinking? The Clippers land Luke Kennard as a replacement for Landry Schmidt. And as far as it goes for the Clippers, it's more of a win now move. Elite shooter. No two ways about it. High volume, 40% from deep. He's a better shooter than Landry Schmidt. Defensively, maybe he's giving up something. I don't care. Paul George, Pat Bev, Kawhi Leonard, you figure out how you make that work with Luke Kennard and you can get the most out of his shooting ability. As far as the Nets go, getting a Landry Schmidt, he's got more control than Luke Kennard. And I'll give Jared credit when this trade happened immediately on air. He goes, oh, that sounds like a Houston Rocket. And I'm like, good point. Mm. Landry Schmidt is basically built to be traded as asset four in a deal and be like, hey, that's not bad. They added Landry Schmidt on top of the whole thing. I mean, that's what he was when he left Philly and went to the Clippers and the Tobias Harris deal. Like, man, they landed Landry Schmidt. I remember the Clippers Not didn't want to give Schmidt to the Knicks in the Morris deal. In the, right? Yeah. They were like, nah, we can't give up Schmidt. He's a key piece. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, it's, it's right. But ultimately, they move on with him. If Brooklyn keeps him, fine. But I wouldn't be entirely shocked if he ended up playing for the Houston Rockets when we start playing games next year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, to that point also, when it was Fast and Furious on the ESPN coverage, it was technically John Calipari that broke the news of a Knicks deal that um, that quickly was that they're interviewing yeah. quickly like, hey, and he's going to be, I forget what it was, big Portland or whatever. He's like, nah, but you guys got to know this is a Nick, you know, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. is pretty interesting as well. Anything in the second round that struck your fancy, um, you know, obviously, because some of these guys maybe aren't even you know, making the league. Maybe these are the Westchester Knicks, you know, coming in, whether it's someone who, but we have had instances where, Mm -hmm. you know, second round talents perform in the league. Draymond Green comes to mind, right? And there are some big time names, like a back end of the first round that I, as a, as a college basketball fan, right? How do you not know as a bookie out of Kansas, right? And you're like, wait, he goes 27. How do you not Mm -hmm. know Malachi Flynn out of San Diego state who got that team all the way to the top. Right. And I was like, wait, these are, these are quality players that were like low on Billis's best remaining at some point. I was like, Oh, wait a second. Those dudes are still out there. Sign me up. Right. So is there anything kind of in the back half or the second round, uh, that Mm -hmm. you think was, uh, more important than others. There are a couple things that stand out. I do want to circle back to Calipari, if I might quickly, because (laughs) this was the first year he didn't have a guy go in the lottery, which is going to infuriate him, by the way, because I genuinely believe he cares more about that than winning national championships. And he throws shade. He On the same interview, he was like, there's a couple (laughs) teams that passed up on Tyrese that are going to regret it. (laughs) No, 100%. And I, like... That's the thing. He He's, like, there to now make fun of people for passing on his guys. Yeah. I, like, that's why he was there. But as far as Tyrese Maxey goes, on the A side of it, the Sixers couldn't have made a better pick at 21. Like, if, I, if you would have said, hey, what's the dream scenario for the Sixers at 21? I wouldn't have said Tyrese Maxey because I wouldn't have thought he'd have been there. I mean, it's the dreamer dream scenario. It's an impossibly wonderful fit. I do have heat with the Miami Heat, though. Fellas. If it's working, keep yeah. going. Dang, yeah. Bad Amount Bio seems to work. Tyler Hero seems to work. Why not just keep the pipeline going? 
Yeah, don't be like, ah, oh, we're good at guard. No, you guys have a very clear strategy. You draft Kentucky players that shouldn't still be on the board. Just keep doing that. Just keep, like, Tyrese Maxey, if he went 20th to the Miami Heat, it's it's one of those picks where everyone goes, oh, God, I mean, how stupid are the rest of us, right? Now, again, I think he can be that at 21. I don't mind Precious Tachua either as the pick for the Heat. They need bigs. Olenek will be gone. I get it. I get it. I get it. But just like, I could not believe that Maxie was on the board for them. It was, you know what I bet it was a little bit, Dane, to pull back to the okay. NFL draft? It was what Dallas had to deal with when CeeDee Lamb CD was on Lamb. the board. And ultimately, Dallas was like, nope, we'll take CD. In this instance, Miami was like, ah, we can't do it. We, we got to go with the fit. And, and maybe that's the right decision. But for them to have an opportunity to take another Kentucky guy, you know, and be like, look, we did it again. Why did you guys yeah. let this kid fall to us? I, I, I was surprised that um, they didn't make that move. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, we do have to take a break in a quick minute, but I do want to ask you also, you know, as we take a step back, you know, we're looking at these players, right? But there mm -hmm. are some teams that I think that definitely benefited themselves and some teams that maybe dropped the ball a little bit, right? And I know you like what some teams did because, you know, you thought LaMelo Ball was the best talent. He went down there at yeah. three. You like what some of the other teams did in movements and shakers. And there are some teams that I think you are willing to throw shade at. When we come back, we'll look at who are some of the winners and the losers of the draft. Now that we yeah. know where these kids are, what is the rookie? of the year market look like and remember this is only a piece of the puzzle right we've got free agency we've got trades we've got a salary cap to fit under we'll see what these teams do in the next stage of their team building when we come back right here on the early live City of Angels to the Big Apple. Shake it up with Pharrell coast to coast. Shake it up. All my friends, man, come around. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here onto the early line. Thanks for catching the edge right here on Sports Grid with Dane and Kevin bright and early in the morning. Kev, you know, we've been looking at some of these players, some of their strengths, some of their weaknesses, what picks you liked, what you didn't. Let's step back and see from a team standpoint, right? Like, who really helped themselves last night, in your opinion? I mean, we're not, like, necessarily looking at futures markets or, or, or playoff stuff, but who do you think really helped themselves last night? I know you think MJ and his squad did down in Charlotte. I could not be – I was going to be so condescending. I was going to say prouder of MJ as if that means <laughs> yeah, anything. Like, yeah, he cares about you yeah. being proud of him, but go ahead. But <laughs> MJ has been not good as a GM, and that's the yeah. nicest way to put it. And at three, it was like, ah, oh, is he actually going to take LaMelo? And he did the right thing. In my opinion, when you get the best player in the draft, you're a winner. When you get him at three, you're a darn champion. And that's exactly mm. what I believe that they got here. And here's the other thing, too. They avoided a trap of going for need. You look at their starting lineup, center is what is glaring. And I do like Onyeka. Again, I wouldn't have been distraught, but the Hornets are not in a position to be drafting for need. Take the best player. That's what they did in LaMelo Ball. This is the player 
in this draft more than anybody else that I say when I look when the NBA schedule comes out, when is it game one? Who is game one? I'm watching the whole thing. And that's they won. They were a winner for me no matter what they did the rest of the night. Some of the stuff that they did throughout the night, they added some bigs. Vernon Carey, Nick Richards. I love that. Right. Take some shots on some real blue bloods and see what you can find with LaMelo Ball. The one thing that I hope they get right is making sure that he's a starter. They paid Terry Rozier recently. Devonta mm. Graham was in the running for most improved all of last season. Obviously, those are a couple of guards. LaMelo can play next to both of them. Being a 6'6 guard, make sure he's starting next to one of those guys. I love what Charlotte did. Fair enough. On the flip side, though, you know, all the way at one are the Minnesota Timberwolves. You have them as kind of like a loser of the yeah. draft. Is this fundamentally because, you know, all I've been listening to you for weeks about this, right? And you had LaMelo Ball greater than sign Anthony Edwards, right? And yep. what do you know? The team that gets LaMelo at three, winner. The team that gets mm -hmm. Anthony Edwards at one, loser. Is that part of the reason? Are you just down on Edwards? So, and it, it is a little unfair to Edwards, right? It's not that he's like terrible. I, I'm going to sit here and scream, but right, like right. it's it's not that. But they had the first pick to me, and this is part of the thing that I know people will will disagree on. But when people talk and with D'Lo and Cat, don't they need that slasher? Don't they need that? I score? disagree. I okay. disagree that that's what they need. Tell me why. Because Carl Anthony Towns is going to lead them in attempts, okay? And D'Angelo Russell is going to come second. So in an ideal fit world, who can I get that can contribute without needing attempts? Anthony Edwards is going to be an isolation player. Pick and roll-wise, give me LaMelo Ball. From a pure shooting perspective, give me LaMelo Ball. Defensively. Anthony Edwards, yeah, he has the physical profile. Didn't put it, didn't do it at Georgia. Lamelo Ball, six six, he can play that role as well. I think Lamelo Ball actually was the better fit because his positive production can come in more ways than just scoring the basketball. The Timberwolves don't need a scorer of the basketball. They have those already. Guys that have genuinely made All Star games while averaging twenty plus. But it doesn't just come from things of that nature, this team had the 17th pick in the draft. And they could have added a Sadiq Bey. This right. Timberwolves team has these you know, grand ideas of trying to make the playoffs. And instead, they traded for Ricky Rubio. I mean, the prodigal son comes home. It's great. I go. love it. But, like, no. No. Like, so you acknowledged you could have needed another guard. And you filled it with a Ricky Rubio. The young core of LaMelo, D'Lo, and Cat is far more enticing to me. Jaden McDaniels is someone they took later in the draft. Is he potentially exciting? Yeah. But he's an absolute project. He's And that's why this is all. It's like, are we coming or are we going? Right? You're trading for Ricky Rubio. You want to be competitive. You're taking Anthony Edwards entirely based on fit. And then it's just a pure project swing on a guy like a Jaden McDaniels. You take a stash player in Leonardo Balmaro out of FC Barcelona. Yeah, yeah. It's like where I just – and this Thank I Thank God the Knicks didn't actually make that pick. Yeah. <laughs> it, you know what it reminds me of a little bit last year, again, for NFL draft analogy? The Niners. I was low on the Niners draft because I thought they contradicted themselves in a lot of ways. Oh, we, you know, we can get rid of Buckner because of the defensive line talent that we have. 
And then they take Javon Kinlaw and pass on all the elite wide receivers. I would pass on the elite wide receivers because Shanahan can scheme anything up. Brandon Ayuk, they take in the round one. I'm like, guys, what? What is, what is it? Yeah. Which one is it? It can't. It, like you're contradicting right. yourself every way to Sunday, and that's how I felt a little bit with this Timberwolves draft. Okay, fair enough. You know, when we talk about this Western Conference, Kev, like, yeah. we love all these young teams that are developing, right? Like, we say this all the time. With Minnesota, with Memphis, uh, Sacramento, yeah. so many teams are like, oh, the future is bright. They're building, right? I find it interesting, then, one of the other teams you have as, like, losers of the draft is another one of these younger Western Conference yeah. teams that we're talking about. A Western Conference team that I didn't know if I loved the Chris Paul trade because I thought he was a little washed. You seem to like him to Phoenix, yet you have yeah. the Suns now as one of the losers of the draft. Why? Yeah, I mean, they took Jalen Smith at 10. He was supposed to go to like 20. I, I mean, and they did this last year with Cam Johnson. It's like, if you really love Jalen Smith, trade back like mm. surely you like you can be well sourced enough in this league and maybe dane they actually saw that everybody else was looking for jalen smith but the next big didn't come off of the board until 16 and as isaiah stewart and you look at the guys that followed vasil and tyrese halliburton would have right. been those were going to be type picks, of right, fits yeah. in phoenix i, I mean they lost Kelly Oubre. Again, I think Jalen right. Smith can be all right. It's a big, he's a pick-and-pop big. Any big that you put next to Chris Paul, it's a cheat code. They instantly just become sure. like twice Lost as City. good as they actually are, right? <laughs> so Jalen Smith can produce a bit for this team. My thing is, Dane, because of the Chris Paul trade, we're looking to get to the playoffs this year, guys. Devin Vassell or a Tyrese Halliburton, I feel a lot more certain in their year one contributions than Jalen Smith. All right. And, you know, that is a seamless transition, Kev. Let's talk about year one contributions and who will contribute enough to have stat lines that look yeah. like a rookie of the year. I think this market is interesting. After the draft, they obviously set this. LaMelo Ball is your favorite at plus 390. Anthony Edwards plus 480. Wiseman followed by the name I want to ask you about, Obi Toppin. You keep on mm -hmm. saying, Kev, that Obi Toppin is ready to come in there and go, you know, 18 and 9 right away, right? That yeah. he's going to be able to do this. When I look at Anthony Edwards, you talk about the role he'll play and how Cat will still be mm -hmm. the leading point getter in Minnesota. Wiseman yeah. is going to be more of a, you know, defensive presence, rim runner kind of guy, I think. LaMelo, his game is such that, yeah, he's going to be a little bit of flash. He's not going to score. Like, I think Obi Toppin might lead them, the NBA in rookie scoring. And we all talk yeah. about not. Not only does his game translate, but the cupboard is bare in New York, right? Am I being a homer thinking that Obi Toppin at 7-1 could be value for Rookie of the Year? No, because here's how I know you're not. This market came out last night. There's been some some moves. Obi Toppin ah. was plus 950. Obi there Toppin is now 7-1. to one. That's, That's just genuine Spike Lee putting dimes down. That's just yeah, Spike Lee true. putting down 100. It's Spike Lee and Jared. Jared bet him <laughs> right. immediately on the show. He goes, I need yeah. to be the first person to say they bet Obi Toppin for Rookie of the Year. <laughs> well, I was like, that's all right. Good for you. Way, way to make it happen. But there is some meat on the bone to that idea, to that angle, that Obi Toppin is going to be the guy most prepared to contribute day one. I mean, the only people that sit in front of him are, let's call them the big three of this draft, right? So 
I like that a lot. I, the interesting thing for me is something you did allude to a little bit with this Obi Toppin selection. If there was any spot the Knicks had guys, yeah, right. it was the yeah, forwards. It's forwards. Because last offseason, <laughs> yeah. all they did was sign fours. That's why I thought Toppin, the pick originally was going to be Halliburton. When it came, I was yeah. like, oh, and I'm texting with my boys. And at one point, yeah. uh, and when the like six pick was made or whatever, I was like, "Ooh, we're lucky. Either Halliburton or Obi will be there for the Knicks." I'm yeah. officially comfortable, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. thought they would go, go guard. Do you think this means like Westbrook's on the horizon? Possibly. I I think that's maybe they wanted to leave themselves open to that. Again, I don't think how, having Halliburton would have taken them out of that mix. That's fine. But, but do they have plan is, B to address the starting point guard issue? Right. And it might. Here's here's the one thing I'll say about this market. Unless you are positive you are beating a number, I think it is very valuable to try and get a sense of what these starting lineups are going to look like. Because a lot of us do believe that, you know, oh, we'll top in, he can contribute, lead this team. Lead. Well, right now, Julius Randle... And Mitchell Robinson are your starting four or five. Yeah. Obi yeah. is not playing the three. So the Obi Toppin angle does fall short until a subsequent move is made by this team. And by the way, to make the Westbrook move, forget the Obi Toppin numbers. He's not going to come close to being this team's no, leading right, 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 shooter. Right, right, right. Like it's not even, it's <laughs> right. not even going to come close. So from a seven to one or the plus 950, I think you did. Get some value. I'll tell you another spot where there was movement, though, Dana, was at the top. Edwards was the really? favorite last night at plus 390. Mm. With LaMelo Ball and James Wiseman both at plus 480. Ah. We can see, though, that there okay. has been movement. LaMelo Ball is now your favorite at plus 390 with Edwards and Wiseman sharing the spot at 480. You know, of the top three, the guy we've talked about the least is the guy that I would bet in this market right now. It's James Wiseman. Mm. Here's why it would be James Wiseman. With Clay being absent, he now has a legitimate shot to be the second attempts man on this team. Secondly, I, it's I it, it most likely is, but he's got a shot at it, I would say, okay. right? That's fair. Here's the other thing. He is going to start for this team. There's right. no way he's not starting. Sure. Go through this list. How many guys are you positive start? Wiseman is the number one guy on that confidence ranking. And here's the little... Cheat code that he has. Lamella Ball and the Charlotte Hornets. So be topping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Knicks. This dude's going to be on you know TV it. left and right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not only is he going to be on TV left and right, but when we break this down at the end of the year, and we go, James like, Wiseman played on a playoff wins. contender. <laughs> right, right. Right, right. We go, hey, this guy played on a playoff contender, man. Yeah. And yeah. that's the little cheat code that Wiseman has. That and also running pick and rolls with Steph Curry and rim running sure. in Golden State. He's going <laughs> sure. to shoot 60% from With Draymond doing all the dirty work, right? Exactly. <laughs> At the same time. No, I hear that. One of the things you mentioned, or I started when it came to Obi Toppin, then you talked about kind of the moves that can be made. There were some moves made yesterday. Also, you know, guys like Al yeah. Horford were on the move, right? And what I think is a salary dump, personally. But, you yeah. know, some of these other moves that did happen, you know, Denny Green goes back in the Al Horford deal. Other trades of draft pick involves NBA current players. We mentioned Landry Shamet. Were there any deals um, where existing NBA players moved that kind of, uh, you know, made you perk up and notice? 
Yeah, Josh Richardson somehow oh, landed ah. in Dallas. And okay. I didn't know what was going on. I, I was like, oh, they got the 36th pick. Then I learned they sent out the 36th pick. The Dallas Mavericks, we, we, you know, we're talking winners and losers. Winner, mm. winner, 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 winner. Tyler Bay, Defensive Player of the Year from the Pac-12, a really, really good piece. Tyrell Terry, maybe the best shooter in this draft. I don't know how he was available in round two. And then you bring in a 3-and-D type of piece in Josh Richardson all around Doncic. Love, love, love. All right, fair enough. We got more time. We'll break down other thoughts Kevin has on this draft when we come back on the early line. Time decisions. Last I checked. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back in, everybody, right here to the early line, giving you the edge, Dane and Kev, as we wrap up our number one and kind of our look back at the NBA draft. Kev, I got to ask you also, we talked not only about these kids, but about other trades and moves that were made, right? One of the things that we also heard was that Bogdan Bogdanovich um, may not want the sign-in trade. <laughs> he may not want to go to Milwaukee, right? So talk to me either about this move or other things. I feel like we're... You know, we're in the middle of it right now, right? So we don't mm-hmm. know what these teams are going to fully look like. So I don't want to get ahead of it and talking about handicapping these teams because we still got free agency. There's still going to be trades out there and maybe trades even being undone, Kev. Yeah. So you see the, the James Harden video when they were talking about whether or not his trade rumors and he just did this? Yeah. Cap? Yep. I mean, it's cap. I mean, come on. Bogdanovich, here's here's what's going on here. The level of tampering that was done to commit a sign and trade before the window opened is unseen levels. And Bogdanovich, who is reportedly in talks with Giannis and only follows Giannis and Drew Holiday on Instagram, is excited to go to Milwaukee. Again, these guys don't miss. You have to know that. Woj, Shams, they don't miss. They don't. They didn't miss. Bogdanovich is peeling back. He's trying to save his team from massive tampering fines of, like, draft picks they don't even own. I have no idea how you're meant to figure that out, right? Plus, you know, a sizable amount of of dollars, all to be like, wow, what do you know? He chose Milwaukee after all. Right, right, right. That's what's going on here. And maybe it's for the league, and the league is like, listen, guys, just save face. We know everybody's been talking since the bubble, but this is embarrassing. You can't do a sign-and-trade. I mean, this is, like, stop. Please. Fair enough. I mean, Kev, we're in the middle of it, right? Like, the NBA free agency window opens, I think, in like 24, 36 hours. I talk about the legal tampering period, and maybe, you know, maybe the Kings and the Bucks got a little too soft on the legal tampering period part of it, right? But listen, Kev, the next time we talk basketball, right, early next week, our head will be on a swivel. There will be no shortage of, you know, things to break down, report, and the implications for an NBA season, Kev, that's like a month away, right? So we're going to have free agency deals. We're going to see how these guys look reporting to their teams. It's all going to come, and we're going to be talking about it here on the early line. We turn our attention elsewhere for hour number two coming up after this. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.